0: Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 189 is entitled, Some Random Thoughts on Addiction, Part 5.
1: This is the conclusion of the five-part series on addiction. Let me refer you to podcasts 157, 170, 171, and 172. I leave it into the hands of experts to create programs or agendas or steps of recovery. To succeed, any program must include faith in self, faith in others, and faith in God. The first step is desire. One must want to break his or her addiction. To do that, one must acknowledge that the addiction exists. In this podcast, we cover three attributes of addiction that must be addressed.
0: Tribute number one, false denial.
1: Some, to excuse their own behavior, seek the isolation of obfuscation, even accusing those who want to help of what they themselves are guilty of. Whether their accusations are true or false has no relevancy to their own dire situation. Denial is an enemy to freedom. If we want to change the future, we must acknowledge the past and take ownership for our behavior. Again, listen to the words of Clough.
0: Lay no tricks on thy soul, O man. Let fact be fact, and life a thing it can.
1: It takes courage to face truth, but truth is the beginning of freedom. The Master said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free.
0: Attribute number two, red herring.
1: To say that addiction is a sickness that perpetuates itself is correct. But to claim that the sickness, though it perpetuates the addiction to the point that one cannot escape on his own, is the cause of the addiction, begs the question. Those who use sickness as an excuse for the cause of addiction overlook the cause of the sickness. You wouldn't say, I have the flu because I am sick. It is circular. You would say, I have the flu, therefore I am sick. The same with addiction. One does not have an addiction because he is sick. One is sick because he has an addiction. The goal is to cure the sickness, not to use it as an excuse for the sickness.
0: Attribute number three, patterns.
1: All addictions reveal patterns. The only way to break the addiction is to break the pattern or to escape the pattern. A pattern is an environment of addiction. To leave the addiction, one must leave the environment behind. The environment may be internal or external physical or mental, emotional, spiritual, temporal, psychological. The environment may be a place. It may be a group of people. It may be an attitude. It may be an escape. It may be an excuse. It may be a combination of negative forces. It may be low self-esteem. It may be peer pressure. It may be a desire to be included. It may be a frame of mind. One must identify the pattern created by the addiction. The list of patterns is as varied as the individual, but to every addiction there is a pattern. Patterns create predictable behavior, meaning one is chained to his or her behavior and confined to constant repetition. A person confided to me once that his father-in-law organized his entire life around his drinking, even family reunions. If that pattern is not identified and conquered or broken or permanently put away, one will never be totally secure in his or her newfound freedom. One may be free of substance abuse for a while, but will never be free from the temptation as long as the pattern continues. A down breaks at the weakest part. All addictions have a predictable pattern. Addiction is repetition of past behavior. To break out of captivity, one must break the predictable pattern often visible to everyone but to the one caught in the net. With addiction comes a confusion of justifications, anticipated objections, self-defense, denial, and rationalization. We can learn from the spider. Spiders are masters at creating webs that capture its prey. First, they build a web in the way of the highest traffic so that the victims come to them. They do not go to the victims. Next, they build a tight net so the victims cannot escape next they have a pattern of sticky strands that hold the victim the spider walks on the non-sticky strands the spider sits patiently in the center of the web though well, sometimes elsewhere they do not move until the victim tries to escape that sends vibrations through the strands alerting the nearsighted spider that something is caught in the web and finally the spider wraps the victim into a tight cocoon allowing no escape so it is with addiction it creates a pattern of captivity that does not allow escape. Obviously, the best defense is to recognize the pattern and avoid it in the first place. However, once caught, one must define the pattern and using that knowledge, destroy the pattern before the spider strikes. Fortunately, there are thousands of people expertly trained willing to help. Once caught, one can almost never escape alone and perhaps the first call should be to God in fervent prayer and ask him, wants all of his children to be free, to lead you to safety, we have this promise.
0: Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3, 5. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.
1: In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.